0: you. <laughs>
1: Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire, a show that is actually and truly designed to ignite your faith on fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God, and I am
0: Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. And again, we're going to wrap this this topic up. I know we've been on it for a couple of weeks. Uh, biblical meditation. We believe it's an important one. That's why we stayed on it for two weeks. And it is again, it's when we refer to biblical. Meditation, we're referring to meditating, thinking on, pondering on the Word of God,
1: right. see and this when we started this whole thing up, and I think it's good to end it right here, yeah. the, you know, this last show on on meditation. We're not talking about Eastern meditation. We're not talking about where you're you're emptying your mind. We are actually talking about filling your mind with the Word Lord
0: of God. God. Amen, because the Bible says faith comes by hearing. And hearing the word of God. And you can speak the word of God to yourself. But speaking of the word of God. Look what it says in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. I'm going to read. It says. For the word of God is living and powerful. And sharper than any two-edged sword. If you ever got hit by a two-edged sword. That's not a good thing. It's sharp on both sides. The piercing even to the division of of soul and spirit and joints and marl and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart, the heart, that's the spirit, the real you. Verse 13, and there is no creature hidden from his sight. Notice what he called the word his, and in my Bible, that's a capital H. So the word is Jesus, since there's not a creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him, capital H, to whom we must give account. He calls the word of God a hymn. And we know the Bible says in Revelation that Jesus shall be called the word of God. And then John, it says in the beginning was the word. It started referring to Jesus. So the word of God, Jesus, it's living. That means it's going to do something. So as you meditate and ponder on it, it's going to reveal some things to you. Again, it's going to reveal who you are. What you have, what you can do, and where you are in Christ Jesus, in relation to God and the kingdom of God. So let's let's go back a little. Let's go to First Thessalonians chapter two, verse thirteen. Since we found out the word is living and powerful, look what he says. Because the Bible says, "By every out of mouth of every, two or three witnesses, let every word be established." That was one witness. Here's another witness right here. First Thessalonians chapter two, verse thirteen, and it reads. For this reason, we also thank God without ceasing. That's a revelation there. You got to thank God all the time without without ceasing. ceasing. Morning, noon, and night. Right. Because when you receive the word of God, that's important too. You got to receive the word of God. He said, which you heard from us, which you guys are hearing from Pastor Richard and myself right now. Look, you welcomed it. You got to welcome that word. You welcomed it not as the word of men, but as it. It is, in truth, the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. See, there it is right there. The word of God works effectively, or your translation says actively, in those who believe. It, so as you start meditating on that word, it's going to work in you. First of all, it's going to give you a revelation, and it's going to transform what you believe. It's going to cast out doubt. It's going to show you some things. It's going to reveal something. The deep things of God. The Bible says over in Corinthians that I have not seen, ear have not heard or entered in the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for those who love them. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For his spirit searches the deep things of God. Well, Jesus said, the words that I speak to you are spirit in our life. So God's going to reveal some things to you as you start meditating, using this principle, this key to the kingdom called meditation. He's going to reveal some things to you as you meditate on his word, ponder on his word. He'll enlighten you, illuminate you. He's going to give you the key to triumph over death, hell, and the grave. That's what he's going to do because as he is, so are we. Jesus triumphed over death, hell, and the grave. And he said, greater is he that's in you. So you can do the same thing. And again, as you start meditating on those scriptures, it's going to do something in you. You're going to be more than a conqueror. You're going to actually believe that you are who God says you are. You have what God says you have, and you can do what God says you can do. And that's just who we are. We're a peculiar people. Scripture says we're a raw priesthood, a holy nation unto God. And again, I'm getting all of this just because I meditate on it day and night. And I actually believe it. And he just told me the word will work effectively in those who believe. Oh, And that's a real simple too. You just got to believe the gospel, what Jesus said in Mark. Repent and believe it. Repent means go back to the beginning. To where God originally wanted us, and just believe.
1: Well, see, it almost sounds too simple. because It all, is too simple. simple. The more I talk it about it, I'm <laughs> like, wow, it's really simple. Right. I mean, we want to make it so hard. It's we simple. Want to make it hard on people too. We want no. to give them all these rules and regulations. And he says, no, no. all yeah, is meditate on my word it's day and
0: simple. night. It's
1: simple. That's all there is to it. That's all you have to he do. He said,
0: and I'm going to speak to you as you meditate on my word. And it's not
1: going to be a heavy burden. It's not going to be something that you don't want to do. Oh. It's go- just meditate on my word day and night. That's all you have to do. And then you'll make
0: your do. way prosperous. And then you'll have good success. That's like what he what said. I it it.
1: there in that verse you were reading, though, as it talks about you accepted it not as the word of men. And, and that's
0: that that what you You got to accept it not as, this didn't come from Richard. This right, is-
1: this didn't come from me and you.
0: Back what he told Peter, flesh and blood, that's man, has not revealed this to you. But my father in heaven. Well, God's I, gonna reveal right, the deep and things I tell to people you. All yeah. the time, you know,
1: if you're reading something in the word or I read something to them at church and they don't like it, they don't have a problem with me. I say they take got, it up with God. They got, they got a problem with God. I'm just a messenger. When it, when it talks <laughs> about love your neighbors yourself, if you don't like that, if you don't particularly like your neighbor and you don't wanna do that don't you don't have a problem with me if you decide well i'm not gonna love my neighbor i'm gonna do what i want the, your problem isn't with pastor richard Hoy jr your problems with god and it's the same way with any scripture if you don't like it you don't want to do it you're not disagreeing with me <laughs> you're disagreeing with god and if you want to do that, that you know that's probably not a great idea but but you have to remember who it is that you're disagreeing with this is not But I thought, Richard. It's the work of God, the word of God. But I thought
0: he was your Lord. Doesn't Lord mean owner? That's what we get the term landlord from. So if he owns me, my owner tells me to, gives me a command to do something as an obedient servant to my Lord, it should be my pleasure to do that because I want to please
1: him. Well, here's the thing it should be your pleasure to do that. And. I think as we mature as we study the scripture as we meditate on the scriptures we you know we're finishing up on meditation as we meditate on it more and more it does become our pleasure to do his will but I think initially for most people it's probably not our pleasure because we want to we want to be the boss of our own life we want to you know what what does a teenager say I'm going to become 18 and nobody's going to tell me what to do anymore you're not going to be the boss of me anymore I'm going to do what I want to do there's a lot of Christians kind of still have maintained that attitude a little bit. Nobody's going to be the boss. But of I'm age. reminded
0: of Psalms 1, one of the scriptures we referred to initially. Blessed is the man who delights himself in the word of God or the law of the, the word, the word of the law, the law of the word. He says, blessed is that person that delights in himself. So as you delight, he said, you're going to make your way prosperous. I mean, everything you put your hands to will prosper. That's God's desire for you. He wants you to delight in him. He say, I'm not going to make you delight in me. I I wish above all things that you would delight in me because I have all the wisdom. I have all the knowledge. You want to stay connected to me because I can get you to your destiny. I can get you to your wealthy place. I can give you that peace that surpasses all understanding because I'm God. I'm the creator of heaven and earth, the universe. It's all mine. They connected to me and you can be a heir with me and a joint heir with my beloved son. You so can- it's
1: not the word of men it's actually the word of God. He says, that's what it actually is, is the word of God. Mm-hmm. So it's God who has spoken everything in the Bible. And so we as people, once again, it's so simple. It sounds so easy. All we have to do is meditate on it day and night to hear his word, to realize that it's always true. We talked a couple days ago about he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is always the same. He's never going to change his mind about anything. We can rest in the knowledge that he's never going to change his mind. We can rest in his knowledge that as he healed people in the Old and New Testament, he's going to do the same. As he forgave people in the Old and New Testament, he's going to do the same. You know, we looked at Joshua chapter 1, verses 5 to 9, I think it was yesterday and as he reveals himself to people as he revealed himself he says meditate on my word and i will bring you success and he says to joshua there i will never leave you nor forsake you i will be with you wherever you go a lot of christians think that i will never leave you nor forsake you is a new testament idea that somehow jesus said that to people and he didn't say it till the new testament God was telling people, I will never leave you nor forsake you from the beginning. He has always been there for his people. He was there for Moses. He was there for Noah. He was there for all of his people, David, Solomon. He's been there for all of his people. He is there today. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. As he was with those people, as he never left them nor forsook them, he is with us today
0: well now as you were saying that i was just reminded of the scripture see that's why it's important to meditate on his word he said his his mercy endures
1: forever
0: so yeah you may have messed up but his mercy endures forever on your behalf on my behalf
1: goodness and mercy will be mine forever
0: follow me all the days of my life so that's the greatness of god he, he doesn't run out of love. <laughs> no. He doesn't run out of love based on our condition. Now, yes, you can, just like any parent, you can set yourself up for some correction, but that don't mean he doesn't love you anymore. Actually, Scripture says in Hebrews, who the Lord loves, he chastens. Well, he corrects them. He don't whoop you up, but he, he'll he he'll, he'll do like he did uh, Job with Satan and Job and say, have you considered my servant Job? He, the devil actually works for God because he, God, the devil does the Lord's will when it's time for him to do what he wants him to do. Because God still runs everything, God's still, God's sovereign. And I'm saying that. So the devil works for him that way as we open the door and let him in or do things that are disobedient. God say, okay, I'm just going to take my hedge of protection off you for a little while and let you go and get a whooping, and you'll come running back. Ask, well, to, Jesus ask the to, prodigal son.
1: Well, what's Jesus <laughs> saying to Peter? The devil has asked to sift you as wheat. Yeah, but I When pray. he is done, mm-hmm. come back and feed your brothers. Mm-hmm. So the clear implication there was the devil had asked to sift him like wheat, and God said, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to let you sift him. But Jesus said, but when you have come through, as you've come through it, because Jesus knew that he would, he then says, feed my brothers.
0: Jesus also said, but Peter, I pray that your faith will not fail right. you. So Meaning, what, what, what you actually believe from me, remember the word of God, the word that you heard that's not for men but from God? He said, I pray that won't fail you. So, even though Satan's desire is to sift you like we, and he's going to come after you, but you keep your mind fixed and focused on what the truth is. And that's the word of God. It's not for men, it's from him. That same word that was revealed to you about who I am, the Messiah.
1: So uh, we just got to... it not as the word of men, but mm-hmm. as it actually is, we hear in Thessalonians again, the word of God. Well, still it, the word and of I like God. to
0: say, as you say in the word of God, I like to say the word from God. Because remember, that's us giving it forth. They like to shoot the messenger. Hey, I got a message from God. Because, you know, people just want to shoot the messenger, And I have to do that on Sundays too. Just let people know, hey, if you want to get mad at somebody, take it up with God. I gave you the scripture reference, you have the address. First John one nine it's in there, so in the Bible says in Corinthians the word is Timothy is inspired by God, penned by men, inspired by God so if you got a problem with it, take it up with God and again the Holy Spirit is in in us he's our tutor, he's our teacher, he's our counselor he's the one that leads and guides us into all truth he's the one that connects us with heaven with the Father and he'll reveal to you the truth if you really want to know it. Spend some time in the Holy Spirit. <laughs> he'll, 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 he'll uh, not condemn you, convict you of what the truth is. He'll convict you, but a lot of people don't want to spend that time with him because they don't want to get. They like to stay where they are. I ain't finna go read that Bible, get convicted. Uh-uh. Uh, uh I want to stay. I want to yeah, yeah, stay mad. Yeah, I want to stay mad.
1: I might realize that I was wrong. Right, and they don't want to be wrong. What? I'm supposed to pray for that person that was so mean to me? So I'm people, to, love that people try to that
0: justify so it because I never saw it in the word. I don't have to be <laughs> yeah. accountable for it. Yeah. I, never I never saw, saw it. it. Yeah, the,
1: uh, the dog ate my home. Right. Well, well, somebody else ate that cookie. Ignorance
0: of the word is no excuse. You can't say, oh, I didn't hear the gospel. Yes, you did. In America, the gospel flowed freely. So you had an opportunity to hear it. In other countries, you can try to use that excuse. Well, the gospel wasn't available,
1: but I mean, we're talking to Christians. I think probably most of the people that are listening to us, we're talking about igniting the faith of believers on fire. Yeah, we want to encourage people's you. People's minds, this, you know, and we go back to as we started this whole keys of the kingdom thing, talking about transforming our mind by being renewed, renewed by the transforming of our mind. That our mind clearly, before we were believers, was wrong. Now we need to have a new mind. A what you might call a right mind. Our old mind was wrong. Our thinking was wrong. Our thinking wasn't right. Our thinking was about what do I want. Our thinking was about how do I get even. Our thinking about was all about all those kinds of things. Now we need a new mind, a mind where we put God's thoughts into our own. We put what he says above what we used to think. I think it was a couple of days ago you are talking about how We can know things. We think we know things. And we heard it from when we were a kid. We believe what we believe. We We heard it from our grandparents or our parents or kids on the street with us or whoever. We heard it. And we always just kind of believed it. And then you come up to the word of God and the light is shined on it. And if it doesn't agree with what God says, and this happens about people, you know, and you believe things about certain people. All drug addicts should go to prison forever and, you know, they're all scum. Well, you know what? That's not the way God describes them. And so we we look at other people, different nationalities, different races, different things. And maybe we grew up believing a certain thing. And then you come to God's word and you say, you know what? This thing I always heard compared to God's word, it's not my the thinking truth. was wrong. Right. I, and now I have a choice. I either have to change the thinking I had my whole life, which was wrong
0: or stay in darkness
1: or, or change my mind to the mind of God. What does God say I should do here? And so we have a choice there. We have to decide, am I going to follow God? Am I going to follow men? Am I going to follow my own way of thinking? Um, Because, It's so easy for our old way of thinking to have been wrong because the world has was teaching us. Well we don't we don't like
0: to think we're we what we believe is wrong. That's just in us. We like to believe what we believe and that's the truth. But Jesus said something profound. He says, I am the truth, the way and the life. Remember, Jesus said, I am. Jesus and the Word are one. So basically you can say the Word is the truth. The word is the way, and the word is the life. (laughs) Right, right. So once you get the word, anything that's contrary to the word or what you believe, you need to uproot it. it. You got to push it aside, uproot it, dig dig it out. If your
1: grandma told it to you.
0: You got to dig it out. Grandma, we love her, but she didn't have all wisdom. Might
1: be your mom and dad told you something that was wrong.
0: And you know what? And that's going to be the case in a lot of our lives because, again, people just believe what they believe. And I know being a pastor, I had to correct my mom. My mom... Came to be a part of the ministry, and she just believed because she was saved 20 years before I was that she had more wisdom and revelation than I did. And she didn't even know what wisdom and revelation meant. She didn't even know where it was in the scripture, but she just, people just assumed that. Well, I got saved in 1970. You got saved in 2000. I, I, I'm more spiritual than you. No, Jesus said you'll know a tree by it, what it produces.
1: Well, you know, we talked yeah. last week or the week before about my daughters. But my daughters were very young, age were more spiritual than most of the people mm-hmm. that I ever met.
0: Well, and, and God could have used, when He sent David out to sl- slay Goliath, I'm pretty sure some more experienced warriors in the in, in camp.
1: Well, there had to be. Yeah, had
0: to be because He was a teenager, yeah, right? He's a teen teenager. But, but see, but God can accelerate somebody. He can accelerate one as he wills.
1: And as the person allows God to by their belief. Right. He believed God. Right. He that's be- it. Now it's all
0: coming together now. See right. there? So that's he it. He
1: believed God. He believed that God was going to save him from Goliath the same way he had saved him from the lion. And he the wasn't looking at his
0: age or anything. He just believed he received the word right. of God. Well, see, It
1: could have been easy for David to say, you know what? I'm only 17 and in a few more years I'll be old mm-hmm. enough. But, but back to the text. Years, look. I'll be able to do it.
0: He he welcomed the word of God, but not as men, but as the truth of God, which is also works effectively in those who but believe. He got the, the word of I God. I
1: have to wait. It was right now. Let's do God's it. God's word is now. God's word is good now. Scripture
0: says, "Now faith is someday the substance I'll of things hoped for." I'll die,
1: and someday I'll do God's will in heaven. You can do God's will here. You know, a lot of Christians don't understand that. You know, I, it was yesterday, the day before, when you're we talking about going home. You know, when we all. Well, there's in our church's denomination. There's when we all get to heaven. What a day of everybody! Everybody waiting be. to get there, huh? You know? And there were a lot of songs written in the '30s during the Depression talking about all fly. away. Everybody <laughs> wanted to fly away yeah, like yeah, today, today. To <laughs> mm-hmm. and so it's easy to think, oh, someday I'm gonna fly away and go to glory and get rid of this miserable great, life. It'll huh? be a great day, and and there's a lot of songs like that and there are a lot of christians i think that are kind of waiting you know that you know life really isn't that great and things aren't as the way i thought they would be and my health isn't as good as i thought it would be and i don't have the finances i thought i would have and or i miss working or whatever and they're always thinking about later They're that Somehow they'll have joy later. They'll have peace later. They'll have God's love and mercy later. There's always this later. God wants you to have all those things now. It isn't a question of later you will have them. He wants you to have them now.
0: Well, that's why, again, the scripture says now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is always present. It's now. God God lives in the forever now.
1: Right, he's now. Yeah, he's He's now. He ain't who was.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's now. So he says, just in the day that you hear his word, he says, harden not your heart. So, because he's now, you can hear his word now, a couple of minutes from now. He says, just go ahead and receive it because it'll work effectively in you as you just go ahead and believe it. Receive it and believe it. That's what I say. Receive it, believe it, quit it, and forget it. (laughs) Receive it, believe it, quit it, admit it, forget it, and quit it. And you got to when well, you got and thinking, thinking. That's what you got to admit it, forget it, and quit it. And, and believe it and receive the word and just let it grow.
1: And Change. we all of us, every yeah. one of us needs to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And
0: meditation of the word of God transforms you. It transforms you. I mean, that's how you do you. it. it I mean, that is when how you, you do it. A lot you, of people like, don't have that revelation of how to. He transformed How am I by the new change? The
1: I want to change, Pastor. How am I going to change, Pastor?
0: Think on these things. Whatsoever things are good, praiseworthy of a good report. Yeah.
1: Lovely. God's word. Yeah, it, that know, sums it I, up. I, I, That's I'm his sure word. Heard it. I'm sure everybody listening's heard it. Somebody say, man, I what do I do? I want to do something different. I want to do something. I want to change. Well, it's by meditating on the word of God day and night. And we see that with Joshua. You see that the writer Psalms writes one. in Psalms 1. We see it, see it in the New Testament that God wants us to meditate on His Word day and night. It is not a hard thing. It is not a burdensome thing. It is not an onerous thing. It is God wanting us to have life in it more abundantly, telling us just meditate on My Word day and night, and I will bring you success. Okay. You will be prosperous. And I'm,
0: I'm going to read the scripture real quick out of Mark chapter four, verse twenty-six. It's the parable of the growing seed. And he talks about the kingdom of God. Look at verse 26, at 426. And he said, that's Jesus, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep by night and rise by day and the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how. And I wrote right there, biblical meditation. Verse 28, for the earth yields crops by itself, first the blade then the head, and after that, the full grain in the head. And that's what he's going to give you. He's going to give you a little revelation, a little revelation of time, and then, boop, manifestation. Look at verse 26. But when the grain ripens, immediately he puts the sickle because the harvest has come. Manifestation of what, or, or revelation of whatever you've been meditating on, boom, it's come. Or transformation. Look at verse 30. Then he said, to what shall we liken the kingdom of God, or with what parable shall we picture it at? It is like a mustard seed, which is sown on the ground. It's smaller than all the seeds of the earth. But when it is sown, it grows and becomes greater. Oh, see, it grows and becomes greater than all the herbs and shoot out large branches, so that the birds of the air may nest under its shade. And I put right there, it fruit, it's fruitful. It produces. The word works effectively. Well, you know what I mean. Like? Shade,
1: it produces shade. Yeah, that's what shade makes works. you rest. You can well, rest I mean, in some that's shade. That's what our life does. We produce shade in other people's lives. Mm-hmm. We bring blessing into other people's mm-hmm. lives.
0: But that's the process for biblical meditation. It's so like he he likened it to a, a farmer planting some seed. But the farmer don't know how it grows. He just know he put some seed in the ground, put some water on it, and it starts to grow. Well, you put that seed in your heart and then start meditating on it. It'll start to grow, and boom, you'll get a harvest of revelation. You'll get a harvest way. of transformation.
1: And in the same way God makes that seed grow, he's the one that makes the seed of faith in you. Greg. There it is right
0: there. Well, you're getting this, Richard. Your yes, faith is becoming on fire. Yeah, you're getting you this get. thing. Yeah, we're waking up. Yeah, we're waking up we're now. <laughs> but we're waking you know, up.
1: That, that's, a, that's what people see and somehow forget. He will do the work in you the same way he does the work on that seed in the ground. Same
0: Same principle. That's that, why he said the kingdom of God is likened to a seed
1: with sown in the ground. Right. Well, and the word is... People actually do the work, And the though. word is considered seed. So all, what do we do? We meditate on the word day and night. That's all we've got to do. We and that meditating for us is just
0: like the farmer cultivating it, putting but I mean, some water on it. We don't
1: have to produce the harvest. He does.
0: That's it. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of Faith on Fire. We hope you've been blessed on this key to the kingdom meditation. And uh, we're out of time but we're definitely not out of faith and remember as you go through this week keep walking by faith If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, PO Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, PO Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.